Hi team, welcome back to the Shirefoot podcast. Um, this week we're doing something a little bit different, so bear with us if we have any technical issues. Um, we're doing the podcast in the gym, uh, recorded as a visual option for YouTube, as well as an audio option for you to listen to. Um, today's podcast, the sponsor is not really a sponsor. It's uh, Railing Grips. Um, we haven't actually been sponsored by them, I have to make that very clear. Um, Raylan don't even know who we are, but we're hoping that after this review of their grips, they might sponsor us and hopefully we get a free set or something at the end of it. It's worth a shot. Um, But yeah, just for legal reasons, let's make that completely clear (laughs) that Raylan have not sponsored this podcast. So you can't use 10 Tara at a discount, that was it? No, No, because that won't work. No, it won't work. So guys, um, today's podcast is all about hand care, okay? So a really useful and practical podcast for you um, to stop you from tearing um, and to talk through the grips and the main reason, well sorry, the main thing that you can get from this is you can save yourself a lot of money by not purchasing a load of rubbish grips. We have, as a team, been doing some extensive research <laughs> in this field. There is a lot of grips on the table as you can see, the graveyard of grips um, uh, that we've been through. Me and Jack go through about five pairs of grips a year. What are you Tara? Yeah, two two pairs of grips a year, so we've spent a lot of money in this field. Um, So we have quite a bit of knowledge to share and we want to help you, number one, save your hands so you can train harder and longer, and number two, um, save your money and stop wasting your money on rubbish grips. So we're going to go through a number of things. We're going to go through skin types, bar types, what different um, types of tear you can get, We're going to go through grip types, and then we're going to finish with the grip review. (laughs) Um, The grip review, with all the grips laid out on the table for you guys. So, um, I'm going to talk about skin types. So there are two types of skin here. The first is mine, leather dry skin. Okay, you'll know if that's you because your skin constantly is cracking, it's completely dry all the time, and, and basically you end up with issues because of dryness, not because of moisture. Um, when you're using, when you've got this type of um, skin, you very rarely tear. Okay, tearing is not really an issue for me, and it, it has to be quite a lot of volume, or it has to be a very specific sort of workout for me to tear. Or, it means that I haven't really looked after my hands. Um, with this type of skin, the dry and the leathery skin, The issue is too much dryness, not too much moisture. So what you need to do is um, look after the dryness by applying some moisturiser. You can use this stuff from Wadwelder here if you like it, or just normal moisturiser will work. You need to make sure that after your workouts you dry off your hands. Um, Wash wash them off, get rid of the chalk, because the chalk's going to dry them out, and then dry them off after that as well. Um, And basically stop yourself from keeping the chalk on your hands after a workout because the chalk is just going to take all that moisture away from your skin. And the moisture is needed to stop you from cracking or building up nice big calluses on your hands. Like your hands. Like mine. I have like 70 year old hands. Me and Jack have like super soft hands and then Max has really dry hands, like cracked hands. Yeah, so in terms of care, it's very little maintenance for someone with dry or leathery skin. Um, You want to stop the calluses building up, so you can use like a pumice stone, or I just, sorry to admit this, pick away at it, okay, during the week. 
um, with my own nails. But you can use a pumice stone or a shaver um, like Tara uses as well to stop the calluses building up. But in general, someone with my type of skin isn't going to worry about too much about skin maintenance or hand maintenance. The second type of people are clammy, soft-handed people like Tara and like Jack. These people have moist hands all the time. That sounds really wrong, but they do. They have moist hands. So they often use more chalk than me, okay, and they need more chalk. And for them, they want to try and avoid moisture. So leaving the chalk on after a workout isn't such a bad thing. Yes, of course, you do want to wash your hands, but if there's a little bit of chalk on your hands, it remains not too big an issue. Um, you also want to make sure that you do not have any buildup. Where a dry and leathery person can have a little bit of buildup of calluses, a moist person cannot. I don't know why I'm pointing you. A moist person um, cannot have any buildup because if you do get a buildup, the soft skin around the hard callus will create a real dangerous mix and, and a more risk yeah, for you to tear. In terms of um, skincare and maintenance for someone with the moist hands, stay away from the moisturiser, don't necessarily need it. Um, still use your pumice stone and your shaver to stop those um, calluses building up. Anything else from a moist person? Um, so I, every night before a rest day, I shave my hands. Um, not the outside of my hands, like the inside of my hands. So I shave away any like, build-up of hard skin. Um, so the reason I do that before a rest day is because it can be quite sore and tender the next day, especially if you shave really close. Um, and I find that helps avoid any tearing. And also then finish off with a pumice stone. Beautiful. Done. <laughs> Wicked. Um, depending on what type of hands or what type of skin you have depends on what you need to do to look after them. Yeah. Next we're going to move on to bar types. So we've got three different types. We've got the powder coat, we've got the iron and we've got the galvanised. That's fancy words. So for the people in our gym, the powder coat is the black one, yep. the uh, galvanised is the silver, and the iron is the brown rusty one. Rusty bar. Yes. So three different types of bars. So the powder coated one. So you'll find that this is quite slippy. Um, so it's quite hard to tear on these, and you'll also find that you probably need quite a lot of chalk. The good thing about this is that you don't really tend to tear. So it's useful if you do find that you do tear quite often go for the powder coated bar but like I said it is quite slippy so you can struggle to link big sets of toast bar for example. The next one is the iron bar so this is our favourite bar isn't it? I love mm -hmm. the iron bar so this is super super grippy um, but you do tear quite easy on this one so because of the texture of the bar um, you can tear quite easily but like I said for performance um, because it is extra gri grippy you can hang on to the bar for those bigger sets. And then finally the galvanised bar, so the silver bar, this is like a nice hybrid between the two. So it's not as grippy as the iron bar, so you don't tear quite as easy, but it's not as slippy as the powder coat. So like I said, it is a nice mix in between. Um, for each bar, you will use different types of grips. So for example, for the powder coated bar, the rubbery grips ideal and you want to avoid actually chalking these up too much but these are most grippy on the powder coat bar so these are actually designed for powder coat bars for the iron bar so for this one pretty much most grips will work because the nature of the bar is quite grippy you can find that you can probably use any of the grips on the table and it will still be grippy so the best ones I would say though will probably be the railing yeah. <laughs> 
and then the shout pixel. Out to yeah, shout out to Raylan. <laughs> <laughs> and also these ones as well, so the textured pixel ones. So these are really, really good on the iron bar as well. And then the galvanized bar. Um, so ideally, you want to be opting for, I'm not really sure the name of this fabric. Probably should have found that out before we started this podcast, shouldn't we? Um, so the pixel. It's like, it's like a hybrid lever, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the pixel and the railing, so this sort of material is perfect uh, for the galvanized bar. So grippy enough. Um, where you find, for example, like the rubber ones going on the galvanized bar um, will probably be quite slippy, so not very useful. So the different types of texture of grips, okay, match different types of texture on the bar as well. So that's why everyone probably has a different favorite because it will probably depend on what bar they use. Yeah, just a note on the powder coat. Um, quite a lot of UK co co competitions still use yeah. the powder coated bars. So it is still useful to train on them and use your grips that you currently train with on those bars because you might go to a competition and think that your max set of Chester bars is 30 reps. But on a powder coat, it might be 10 reps less, you know. So it's useful using the powder coat every now and then and just staying in touch with it because still quite a lot of rigs because powder is cheaper they are yeah powder coat aren't they unfortunately yeah. max um, makes us do it so yeah you guys is, should do it too it is useful <laughs> the uh like rain hills are pretty good they've got galve bars yeah. haven't they um they've got strength quite nice ones strength and depth as well i think uh, strength and depth for the iron are they oh iron. They galve? yeah it was nice and grippy basically use all three bars at all points <laughs> yeah. because you never know what's going to come up if you want to be a competitor um moving on then to different types of tear so you get minor tears, I've, call, I've called it callus build-up, where you get like a little crack in the skin where you, your callus is built up and then underneath it you get a tiny little tear. Um, it's not an issue, you can probably train through it, um, doesn't cause you that much pain. Um, all we want to do is stop that from sort of continuing to, to tear when you do that. So what we want to do there is shave the callus to make it as smooth as possible so that you don't get a ridge in your skin. So if you've got a ridge in your skin, it's going to encourage you to tear. So you're going to shave that callus down to make it smooth um, and then try and avoid the movements that are going to incur a tear, okay, where possible in your training. And if you do have to do those movements for whatever reason, maybe at a competition, you're going to tape over it and then put a grip over the top as well to try and cover that um, little mini tear. Next one is the blister. Yeah, so for the blister, so there's two different two different types of blister. Um, is it a, a water blister? Yeah, you get like fluid yeah. in there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for this one, you want to like get a pin and pop it, and then you can drain it and then leave it be. So don't pick the skin off. But for a blood blister, it's ideal to leave it. So don't mess with it, because after a couple of days, that should just go. But a water blister, we'll call it, um, you do want to drain it. But like I said, don't be tempted to pick the skin away because it'll just be raw skin underneath and it'll take longer to heal. Yeah, that skin over the top will provide a little bit of protection yeah. for it. So that's why you want to leave that in place. Um, and in terms of training, I guess just modify your training to avoid tearing it further. So things like on the rig or maybe barbell cycling, just to let it heal. But if you don't play with it and let the skin be a barrier, a few days and it should be fine. Yeah. So the uh, last type of tear is a blood tear. If uh, you saw Hayley Adams after uh, that Atalanta yeah. workout, you'll have seen it, like literal blood rolling down the hands. You can see the blood coming out of the tear. And that, this is like your worst type of tear. 
Um, so what we're going to do with that is use like a little set of nail clippers or maybe scissors if you can get like a little fine pair um, and chop off the bit of the flap of skin. We don't want that there. And what we want to try and do is again smooth out that surface. So there is going to be a dip in your hand where that that blister, uh, sorry, the skin has been removed. Um, but we want to try and smooth that out as much as possible. So you don't want to ridge where that flap of skin is. So you're going to cut it off with nail clippers, make sure it's nice and flat and smooth, and then try and avoid training those movements that need um, a lot of grip over the next week, week and a half, maybe two weeks until it's recovered. Again, if you have to, if you really do have to, you're at a competition or something, tape it up, put um, your grips on top of them as well to give them that extra bit of protection. Um, again, I've torn like that a handful of times. Have you, yeah, like, not many since like shaving my hands regularly and looking yeah. after my hands. It's quite rare to have a, a blood tear, very, very rare. Yeah. Um, but if you do take care of your hands, then it should be fine. But I think And also, good luck in the shower. Oh, that's, washing that's your hair. Yeah. When a hair gets in. That's oh. um, also, actually, you can use like creams, like balms. Yeah. And this stuff's really good when you've actually torn your yeah. skin, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it a. It soothes it, doesn't it? It's like a tiger balm type thing. Yeah. Um, from Mod World. Uh, like, it does make. I. It says it heal, speeds up the healing process. I believe it does. I think it does. I don't know if it's just marketing. They're going to sponsor us for well, Secondary sponsor for the show. <laughs> no, I'm Okay guys, so those are your three types of tear and hopefully what uh, you'll now know uh, what to do if you get one. Uh, we're now going to move on to um, the grip types. So we have two different um, types of grip in terms of shape and then two different, uh, sorry, lots of different types yeah. of grip in terms of mm -hmm. material. So let's look at shape first. You've got ones with holes and ones without holes. Can they, can they see us? Oh, do we need to hold this, hold this up? So no holes, <laughs> and then we have a three hole, and then we have a two hole. So Tara's the um, expert on holes. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that sounds weird or not. Um, <laughs> right, so uh, actually, Max, if you, oh no, I can't talk and put this on at the same time, so do you want to? I'll talk through it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, when you're using a, so let's talk about positives and negatives first. So um, positives of the holes are um, the grip's going to stay in place a little bit more um, because your fingers keep them on place and you won't get that lateral sliding, okay, of the grip that you sometimes get. When I'm doing a really big set of chest bar, sometimes on the flap, not the holes, the, the grip will slide out laterally away from me, which means that I have to come off the bar. You don't get that with um, the holes. Um, the negatives with the holes are you don't get as much material on the bar. So you actually, I'd say you get less grip. Um, and actually, if, we, if I've ever used a pair with holes, I use it like a flap anyway, I just flap it over. Um, but you, when you do use a set with holes, you're supposed to do this technique, what Tara's showing you now. So you're supposed to create a, what's it called, a dowel? I think it's a dowel. A dowel, a dowel. A dowel. something like so that. So quite often we see people when they've got the finger grips, they'll wear them, bear with me, they'll wear them like this, which is good for hand protection, but it doesn't actually help with your grip, and it's not the reason why they're made like that. So what you need to do, you need to make sure that they're slightly baggy at the top, so you want to tie it to the wrist right at the top and then here, what you do is you create a little dowel and then that's what hooks over the bar. So if you can see there, it's just the middle of the finger that is through the holes. The holes aren't all the way down to my knuckles. That's really important. So you just have that there. 
just in the mid finger and like I said you can create a little dowel and that will then hook onto the bar so that will actually help with your grip as well. With the ones without holes so you'll simply just jump on the bar and then hook round so again you can see that there's a gap there where the grip is, the grip's not completely flush with the whole hand and the purpose of this is what we call is like hanging off our grips so it's to help with your grip endurance as well. Doesn't help strengthen your grip though so it's still really important to mix up both so don't just rely on always like hanging off your grips, make sure you're doing your grip work as well. Yeah so there's two um, really key points there to bring out with Tara and the first one's sizing. So in general I would say always buy bigger than you think. Um, you don't want the grip to be small. You yeah, can cope with a, a grip that's too big. Um, you can't cope with a grip that's too small. So if you're going to buy, buy. buy um, I would say female large, would you? Would you go yeah, there? so... Um, and, uh, males extra large every day. Yeah, don't, don't bother buying small. I don't know yeah. anyone that... Apart from Nick Dan, I don't know anyone that can wear <laughs> small, small grips. Um, the second point is about... Um, if you're a person who tears regularly all the time, it might not be your hand care or um, the type of grip you're wearing. The issue could be that you don't have enough grip strength. So obviously if you've got less grip strength when you're holding onto the bar, you get more movement. Obviously movement creates friction, friction creates skin tears. So if you're a type of person who's been through all the grips and you're still tearing, probably need to kind of look in the mirror a little bit and think, <laughs> I need a bit of grip work in my life. Um, if you're potentially a type of person who has torn a lot in the past but and and you think you've found your perfect grip and it's stopping you from tearing it might not necessarily be that that grip is perfect for you it might be yeah. because your grip's much longer um so bear in mind that grip strength plays a massive role yeah absolutely i agree with that cool now we'll move on oh sorry i didn't talk about the hooks so hook um benefits more material um to get over the bar so more grip so generally they're better in terms of grip um at, but the negatives of them is you get that lateral sliding that I talked about, and also they tear quite. When I say tear, they don't tear your hands; they rip, they, they rip very yeah. easily. Not very easily, but quite often. Yes. You end up with uh, basically the material wears down, um, and is there one there? Yeah, the material wears down. Oh look, where it's gone really thin, yeah. um, and you end up getting a tear in your actual grip itself, which doesn't hurt your hands, but it hurts your bank balance. <laughs> So you have to buy new like ones. <laughs> Wicked. Uh, now moving on to the um, second category, which is the different grip materials. Yes. So we have like the sort of polystyrene, would you say? What's oh, that called? Nylon? This, this pile here? Yeah. Oh God. Plastic I don't, rubbish? Yes. Yeah. Just, yeah. I, don't, I don't even have a name. Well, we won't it. review them yet. Yeah. Oh yes. But okay. we've got like the, pile, the polystyrene. Yep. Basically they're only good for... What are they good for? Nothing. Nothing. Terrible. But we're Don't not going to the review yet. We'll, we'll yeah. just leave those on. Then you've got the rubber type, okay? Which are, are Tara mentioned, very good for powder coated bars um, because uh, they stick onto the powder coat and you don't need much chalk on those as well. So your gym owner, like me, will like you because you won't hammer the chalk to bits. Um, next we've got the this kind ones. of like carbon yeah. material, yeah? So um, very similar to the, the leather ones that are more ideal for the powder coated bar and again you don't need much chalk for those either. Um, also I think they're quite good for the iron bars as well. 
Yeah. Um, next material is the... Rubber. Rub well, we've done rubber, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. So we'll move on to the... What's that, like, leather? Yeah, so this is, yeah. like, soft leather. Proper leather, soft leather, yeah. Um, I think these are quite good for preventing tears whilst wearing grips. So they do slide a little bit more on the, on the rig. Yeah. So potentially could be good for bar muscle-ups um, if you need to slide over a little bit more. Um, the really grippy ones, you have to release your grip yeah. and then um, rega regain on the top. With these ones, they will slide a little bit better over the bar. And, and as a result, it stops you from tearing your hands and potentially helps you with um, maybe the turnover in a bar muscle yeah, or something yeah. like that. However, the drawback for that is they aren't very grippy, unfortunately. Sorry, Victory. The next one, so it's the Pixel one. So these are the new Eagle Grips. I'm not quite sure the name of the material, but it's slightly different to, to most. Yeah, it's got like an um, inbuilt like diamond, grip in it. Yeah. yeah, so really good for like the iron bar because it's textured, so it grips really nicely to the iron bar. Not very good um, for the galvanised bar and also um, definitely not ideal for the powder-coated bar just because of the texture of the grip. It needs something grippy to grip to but super grippy on the iron bar cool and then uh so the last two are kind of like this material similar, what would you say that cloth is this cloth leather yeah kind of hybrid <laughs> material um so these are our favorites yeah um just the best ever yeah Raylan. <laughs> no seriously the positives for those are increased grip because um the material actually sinks into the the uh knurling on the bars mm -hmm. so you get like really good grip out of them However, let's be honest, not so good for powder coat. Um, no, they're not. Not, not very good for powder coat yeah. because the material, the cloth, just slips over the top. So not not very good for that. The best for the iron, the iron bar in terms of grippiness, but also very good on the galvanised ones as well. Okay, cool. So we're on to the final piece now, which is the grip review. <laughs> I know you're all excited for this. <laughs> we're excited, um, and we're going to go through from. Bad to good in terms of grips. <laughs> yes. So we're going to start off with the pile of shite here <laughs> we have. Hold on, we're going to go, we'll just, I'll just show so everybody what these, these are. These brown so leather ones, rubbish. Terrible. These bare complex, anything that says bare on it, don't buy. <laughs> Terrible, complete waste of money. This, the element ones. Awful, awful. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> and the, yeah, this one as well, but it's got like, this squidgy bit, so I guess that would be pretty nice for your wrist, because we always have to wear wrist wraps, not wrist no, wraps. No, come on, don't. No, okay, no, no, no just don't. <laughs> so let me talk to you about bear grips. So they do sell a kind of hybrid. Um, it does a wrap around your wrist for wrist protection, and then you can stick in the bits to protect your hands. Do not buy it. Don't fall for that marketing. That is terrible. It's like going to an Indian that does pizza, right? You know it's not going to be very good. So just do not buy bear grips. It's like um, snake skin. <laughs> um, both the grips, the wrist wraps, and the actual grip itself are terrible with those. Um, I remember actually when, when Gary Deacon was a member, yeah, savage this. Jimmy uh, Halliday came in after Christmas, and Gary had brought them out, and he, he was going, oh, I've got these grips, they're wicked, you know. I'm going to try them, whatever. And Jimmy literally was like, mate, you haven't bought them, are you? They're shit. And then Gary just looked at the floor and went, my mum bought me them. Oh, Brutal. just a little demo there. So this is what they look like. <laughs> they I look mean, terrible they... <laughs> as well. Anyway, let's move on from Bear. We're going to get sued by them. Yes. Uh, moving on to the seal grips from Raylan. Not very good. 
let's be honest. Um, I bought them because I thought they might be useful for powder. Um, and if we went to a comp with powder coat, um, I would use them. Oh. Yeah. Um, but no, they're crap on powder as well. So don't What buy are they them. good for? Nothing. <laughs> what are they good for? Absolutely nothing. Cool. On to the um, carbons next. Carbon's pretty good for longevity, actually. Yeah, Mine lasts me the longest, yeah. I'd say. So, like, if you do find, you know, your grips are tearing quite frequently, you just want something that's going to last a little bit longer, I would say, like, carbon <laughs> is ideal for that. Um, bit slippy, as you can see, like, these have been, like, worn a lot, and you can still see there's not, they're not really being worn in, um, so they're still quite slippy. But, they're, like what Max said, they are good for longevity. Yeah. Um, and we've got both victories now, have we? So you're... Rubbery victories. Yeah, so yeah, these on. are the rubbery victories. So yeah. um, I got hoaxed into you know, buying these for 50 quid, being promised that I'll do 50 in broken chest bars. Um, I'm yet to do 50 in broken chest bars. <laughs> so um, yeah, they're, they're okay. Um, they're okay on the powder coated bar. Still quite slippy, but I think that's just the nature of a powder coated bar. I don't think there's going to be any grip out there, mm. really, realistically, mm. that is going to make that bar grippy. Um, but yeah, they're okay. In terms of longevity, actually, for the cost of them, um, actually not very good. They did start to tear quite quickly, and I didn't really wear them that much. And for the price of them, you think that they would be better quality, and you can start to, you know, start to see that they're already fraying and they've hardly been worn. Um, but yeah, okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. buy them, but okay. Next up, also in the category of okay, we've got <laughs> the Victory Grips with the leather. Um, like I said, good for sort of smooth transition in a bow muscle-up. I also quite like these for ring muscle-ups and for strict ring muscle-up work, which we do once a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have um, a little sort of false grip protector in there built in, which is quite a good idea. Um, However, not very good for high volume, you know, standard movements, chest to bar, pull up, toes to bar, etc. So um, I don't think these are very good, but they're kind of middle, middle ground, middle pack. Positive for them is longevity. Because they slide over the bar quite a bit, they will last for longer and you won't have to pay out for yeah. replacements. I guess if you don't use them as well, they last for ages. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that also helps. <laughs> Uh, the next ones are the Pixel Eagle Grip. So I bought these quite recently because it said on the website that they were the grippiest grips ever to be made. And obviously I was like, take my money. Um, and they're, they're not. Uh, <laughs> but they are good on the iron bar. So they are really grippy on there. These are a bit too long. And the unfortunate thing is that you could only buy one of, like between two sizes. So a small or a large. The small's really small and the large is almost too big, so they're kind of annoying and they're a bit bulky. But they are good in terms of like, yeah, using the iron bar and also ring muscle-ups as well, but not ideal for the powder coat or for the galvanized bar. Yeah. Cool, last um, two, so, but let's be honest, the two top brands out there, we've got Pixil and we've got Raylan. Yeah. Um, sort of second favorites, these are yours, Tara, aren't they? Yeah. Old, My favorites. you can see how worn these are. Um, the old dab hands. <laughs> it actually, I, I love it when this happens. So basically, yeah. after they've been broken in and worn in, it creates this little flap. I've been buying these for years, and it creates like a, almost like a little doll. So it kind of like hooks onto the bar. I know it's not supposed to do that, but actually, it feels quite nice. Um, I, I mean, I love these. I've bought these again and again and again. Um, the only <laughs> downside is, is the holes. When you're doing muscle ups a few times, You've been caught <laughs> my in. thumb will hook 
back in and then I end up like sort of hanging off the rings. So that's the only downside of these I'd say, but other than that, really good. Not super long lasting, probably the same as the railing as they do start to tear, but that's probably more down to like my use and also um, hanging off the grips maybe a little bit too much. But yeah, they're my favourites. And the winner is da, da, da. by a mile. Oh, the railing grip. <laughs> now you can get the yellow bumblebees. These are the black version. Doesn't matter what style you get. Um, these, in my opinion, are the best grips on the market. They are um, the best for performance. So if you want to get up there and hit a PB set of chest bar or toes to bar or whatever, these are the best ones for you. If um, you want to perform on game day, these are the ones. However, they do break quite regularly, probably because I use them the most. However, um, but you know that is a factor. They do tear across the middle after quite a bit of use. Um, like I say, me and Jack probably do five, about five sets a year, which is quite a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah, because we're heavy boys hanging off. Yeah, them as well, well that's it, isn't it? Um, so yeah, um, railing grips probably the best ones on the market, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, they're not. Listening, Have you used no. them? No. <laughs> You should use them. <laughs> yeah, I have tried them. I just, I just love, yeah, you know, why fix it if it's not broken, you know? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, obviously, with all of these grips, we want to try and, like, hook the middle of the grip over the top of the bar, and then your fingers sit on top. It doesn't run up your hand. So, for example, this grip wouldn't work for me because it doesn't allow me to hook over the top. It just sits and protects my hand. So what I want to do is get that longer so that it can hook over and then I sit on top of the, the grip. Um, I believe that is everything yeah. that you need to know about grips in, de in detail. In detail. That was a bit weird, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, we didn't speak about um, oh, yeah. sweatbands. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so. Uh, with, with the grips, so unless you're wearing, um, <laughs> which, which are the ones with the spongy bit? Some of them have, like these ones have this Stop stuff built in. Ones, Sarah. rubbish. <laughs> But as you can see, all the normal grips, um, they don't have any protection there for the wrists. Oh, sorry, I forgot you can't see. So this can become, like, it starts to rub on your wrists and it can become quite painful. Um, so what we do is we wear, like, sweatbands. Um, basically, that will protect your wrist. Um, and it also means you can have your grips on slightly looser, which can be more ideal if you're hanging off your grips. Um, so it doesn't slide off either, but shouldn't really do that yeah. really but it's not really a performance thing is it it's more no. comfort yeah we use the sweatbands to um stop them from annoying you you know when you're in a workout the last thing you want is just that like annoying yeah. digging in and pain I actually it, your wrist. they cut me as well if i don't wear sweatbands it also allows you to like transition quickly between movements because yeah, if, the, if can... the sweatband is on the wrist itself you can just literally whip it around um you can turn it uh, Tara's going to demonstrate for the camera now. But say you've got a move, say you're going toaster bar into, um, I don't know, rope climbs. Rope climbs, and you don't want them on, you can literally just spin them on the yeah. sweatband, and that's quicker than if you haven't got the sweatband on. Show us a quick transition again, Tara. Whoa, <laughs> look at that, guys. Awesome. I hope you found that useful, team. Um, there's a lot of information there. Um, if you have any further questions, which I doubt you will, then please comment, post, whatever. As always with the Sharfit podcast, we would like you to follow, like, subscribe. And if you want to hear anything more about hand care in the future, let us know. Thanks, guys.